In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you paying it forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on Drugginet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, everyone. It's Josephine here today. I hope everybody had a great week. Um, I'd like to start off my show with the business tip of the week. Um, I need to tell you, all of you mom entrepreneurs out there who work from home, what I have really learned is that we have to get up and get out of our offices and get out there and network. It's so, so important because you can just meet so many people. And I have to tell you, I went to an amazing, um, I guess it would be considered... um, It wasn't really a trade show. It wasn't really a conference, but it was a meeting of the minds with a lot of mom bloggers over the weekend. It was an event called Getting Gorgeous. Two women, Vera Sweeney and Audrey. Sorry, Audrey, I don't know your last name. But anyway, Vera and Audrey did an amazing job, and they allowed me to go to the event. And I have to tell you, I met the most amazing people there who have offered to be on our radio show here. So um, it's going to be a very exciting next couple of months here on Paying It Forward. So I just want to say, please get out. I dreaded going into Manhattan over the weekend, leaving, you know, my family. It was really just for a couple of hours. But the idea is on my way home, I realized how important it is for me to get out and really network with people. So that is my business tip of the week. So today we have an incredible guest. As always, um, her name is Jill Staroshevsky. She is an assistant district attorney here in in New York City. Um, She's prosecuted hundreds of sex offenders and dedicated her career to seeking justice for victims of child abuse child abuse and sex crimes. So I thought it would be um, a great time to have Jill on the show since April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. So um, before we have Jill come on the line, I just she's got so many credentials, I just want to touch on them all. So Jill has a love for writing. She's incredible. We've spoken before, and um, in a matter of 10 seconds, she can come up with a poem just off the top of her head. It truly is a talent. It's a gift. Um, so she came up with the poemlady.com, which you can go on that website, and let's say you're going to a bar mitzvah or you have to come up with a speech. Jill's amazing. She can help you come up with that speech, you know, in no time. 
So she's also an author of the book, My Body Belongs to Me. She'll tell us more about that book. And she's also the founder of HowsMyNanny.com. So Jill is an extremely busy woman, and I'd like to congratulate her on air. She just had a little baby girl named Emma, and she has two other beautiful children and a wonderful, supportive husband, Ted. So with that, I'd like to invite Jill to Paying It Forward this week. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Josephine. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Well, thank you. I know you are a very, very busy business owner and mom, so I truly appreciate your time. So thanks, Jill. Of course. So Jill, tell us a little bit about your background. What made you become um, an assistant district attorney? Well, I went to law school after majoring uh, in Japanese in college, and uh, I always thought that I would become a corporate attorney and use my Japanese for some type of business purpose. When I got to law school, I discovered that I had a skill for um, doing trials. I was on a trial team, and I just, I, I became, advocating became, was very natural for me, and I had to make a decision. Do I want to, you know, make a lot of money working for a big corporate firm using my Japanese, or do I want to do something in the public sector and really try to help people and use the skills that I had attained um, in trial advocacy? And ultimately, I decided that although I'd make a lot less money, it would be very rewarding to um, be in a courtroom and be helping people and, you know, in prosecuting crimes. So I became a prosecutor, and shortly after becoming a prosecutor, I had the opportunity to decide what kind of prosecutor I wanted to be, and I and I decided that I can't imagine feeling more passionate about cases than I feel about the domestic violence and the child abuse and the sex crimes, so I went into that bureau, and I've been there ever since, and it's coming on 15 years now. Wow, that's amazing, Jill, and I know you've helped so many people along the way, and I mean, you really are a perfect example of someone who has paid it for, that you've foregone a lot of income to give back to society, and I think it's really, really amazing, and how, you know, you've affected so many lives. So, um, so Jill, tell us, what made you write your book, My Body Belongs to Me? I know it, it goes right in with your bio here. Well, I years ago, I prosecuted a case where um, a... Um, a man who had sexually abused his stepdaughter for years, and and like most of the cases I prosecute, um, the child didn't tell right away, and most children don't tell when they're being sexually abused, which I think wow. is a hard thing for most people to understand. People think, oh, if a child's being hurt, they're going to tell someone right away. But with sexual abuse, there's so many different feelings involved. There's guilt and shame and embarrassment and confusion, and so most children don't tell right away, which means oftentimes the abuse continues and escalates. And this one case in particular that I tried, um, the child told um, what her stepfather was doing when she was nine years old after three years of telling no one about this very serious abuse, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. She told someone after seeing an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show that encouraged children, if they're being hurt by a parent, to go to school and tell the teacher. And she went to school the next day and told the teacher. And I thought, if that's all it takes is getting the message to children to just tell. I thought if, if there was a book out there for young children where they could learn that if this is happening to them, to tell a teacher or a parent, you know, that would be a good thing. So I decided to go out there and, and write it. 
Wow. That's great, Jill. So that is really almost a business in and of itself. So it's you are so talented and you have your hands in so many different things. What I'd like to do on our show today is almost treat each one of your projects you know, because they are or could be considered a standalone business. So we'll get back to your book in just a little while. So let's move on, Jill. Tell us, I love the poemlady.com. I think that you're amazing. We've had conversations and I said to you, Jill, what can we, can we come up with a little poem or something for Glovies? And within 30 seconds, you start rattling off this whole thing. I'm just amazed because I think it's, a God-given gift. I think it just, it's a gift. It's like those people that can play the piano by ear. It's like, how does that happen? And I feel like the same thing happens to you when you're writing your poems. So what made you get into that business? Well, first of all, I wish I could write uh, play piano by ear. That would truly be wonderful. <laughs> I, I think somehow that I, I must I must think in rhyme because rhymes and poems just come very easy. They they come very quickly to me. And the way the poem lady got started was, you know, ever since I was younger, for someone's birthday or anniversary or a going away party for work, I would always put something together, you know, a personalized something or other that rhymed. And it kind of people became you know started to expect it from me. Oh, it's it's my birthday. Are you writing a poem, and it was just kind of something I did, and then one day I decided, you know, I was, I guess the internet was relatively new, and I, and I was looking into how you could start a website, and so I was just playing around and thinking, well, if I wanted to start a website, what would I, you know, put out there, and I said, oh, I could write poems for people, so almost as a joke, just to see how the, the graphics work, I, I made up a little website called, um, I think it was called uh, poemsareus.biz.ly, and it was a free website, and I played around with graphics, and I put some samples up there, and I put my phone number, because because you know that's kind of what you did back then. I didn't. I don't even think I had an email address. And I got a phone call from someone within a week saying that they saw my website and they wanted to. They wanted me to write something for a wedding they were going to. And with that, you know, I I had a customer and I wasn't really even intending to start a business and. Then once I actually took it more seriously, I, you know, I, I, I took over the name of the poemlady.com and I started getting requests for baby shower poems and bridal shower poems. And mm-hmm. my biggest one is the um, bar mitzvah candle lighting ceremonies for, for children who are being bar mitzvahed. You know, they want to call up their aunt or whoever it is and honor them. And I get personal information about each person and I turn it into a poem to make the candle lighting a little bit more entertaining. And it really has been, you know, it's a great business because... There's no overhead for me. It's really, Mm -hmm. I just do it as they come in, and, you know, and it's enjoyable for me. Some people do Sudoku. Some people do crossword puzzles. I happen to enjoy sitting down and seeing if I can get things to rhyme. I think that that's great, Jill. And you know what? You're solving a need. There's a lot of people out there are um, nervous about writing poems or writing a speech, Especially, you know, I think of moms out there who might want to say a little something at a rehearsal dinner or at the wedding itself or best men or the father of the bride. And people tend to get nervous. And even though it's an event that they've been waiting for for a really long time, sometimes I think, you know, to have 
a little added help from the poem lady would would be great. So um, absolutely, I, I, I think that you know when you say you're you're solving a problem or, or serving a need, it used to be that I would get checks in the mail for the people who were paying for the poems, and I would send out the poem before I received the check because I really I didn't care so much about getting paid. I, I wanted to hear how much they loved the poem and how it went at their event, and you know that was what was exciting for me to get the feedback. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. you know people would be like, oh, thank you so much. This was so perfect. It, it really sounded like I wrote it, you know, the, the person who it was coming from. And it's really nice because, you know, for example, one person used the poem lady for um, their sister was getting married. So I wrote a poem for, you know, she was going to be the, the maid of honor. And then the last minute she said, oh, my father needs a father of the bride speech. So I wrote a father of the bride speech. And then two years later, the same person contacted me and said, remember you wrote a poem for my sister got married? Well, now she's having a baby and I need a poem for her baby shower. So wow. I kind of get to share on these little joyous moments in these total strangers lives i think that's amazing talk about repeat business <laughs> that's amazing jill so we'll get back to talking to jill staroshevsky when we come back from this commercial thanks everyone we'll be right back with more paying it forward with josephine Girasi right after these on toginet.com the Way of the Toddler with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible, even when surrounded by poopy divers and piles of laundry, and what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen masters and diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton, Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist and Joan Duhane, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. As we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Jill Starshevsky as our guest today on Paying It Forward. So, um, okay, Jill, we talked about um, thepoemlady.com, your business writing poems for others. We touched on My Body Belongs to Me, why you came up with the idea to write that book. Now I'd love to talk about your third um, business, howsmynanny.com. So tell us a little bit about that, Jill. What made you come up with the idea? 
Sure. Well, in the order of things, I think I had already started the poem, Lady, and and then How's My Nanny dot com came. And the way that started is, I had um, I had already had my oldest daughter, and I had gone back to work. And when I had my oldest daughter, I stayed home um, from work for over a year, for about fifteen months, to be with her. And I had, you know, I was in the parks, and I did everything, you know, with my daughter. And a lot of times, I would I saw nannies with the children in their care, and I would just kind of notice how there were really great nannies, and there were some nannies who weren't so great, and it was kind of in the back of my mind. And then when I went back to work, I actually was um, at a uh, lecture at the police academy in Manhattan one day, and I was sitting in the park for lunch, and I saw three, two little girls playing in the park, and one looked about four, one looked about six, and they looked like they were playing by themselves on these jungle gyms. And I couldn't believe it. Someone sent these little kids to the park by themselves. So I'm watching them for almost 45 minutes. And at some point, they run over to this woman who was sitting on a park bench reading a book or studying and put something in a backpack next to her. And I thought, I wonder why they're putting something in that woman's backpack. And then I realized that she was their nanny, and she wasn't paying any attention to them. So I thought, oh, I'm going to tell the parents that they would need to have a conversation with their nanny, that the children could have run into the street after a ball, or they could have been taken away at the hand of a stranger and then, you know, God forbid, been across the desk from, from me, you know, for what I do. And um, I thought, I'm going to tell the parents. And then I realized, wait a second, I don't know who the parents are, and there's absolutely no way for me to find out who they are. This isn't my park. It's not like I'm going to be coming back here. And I had to go back to my lecture. I couldn't follow this nanny and these kids home. So I wasn't able to get a message to the parents about how, you know, the care their child was receiving. And I thought that doesn't seem Mm -hmm. fair. A parent should be able to find out. So I went back to my lecture. And I started doodling, you know, how would you get a message back to someone? And ultimately what I came up with was these license plates. They're four-by-seven metal license plates that attach to the child stroller that say housemynanny.com and have a three-digit number on them. And if a nanny, you know, a a parent registers for the service and and their email address is linked up to that um, license plate, and if their nanny is out and about and does something wonderful with, with their child and praiseworthy or something bad to the child, any bypass can log on to housemynanny.com, input that three-digit license plate number, and instantaneously the parent and only the parent gets a message as to what that person saw the nanny do. Oh, I think that that's, that's amazing, Jill. It's, it, it actually works. I know you've told me in the past that somebody actually did call the parent, and can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. It, it's none of it is done with phone calls. It's all done with email. But the way it works right, is, right. so so you know, people who who have the license plate get the email. And, and the reason that's important is because at one point years ago, I'm not sure if the site still exists. At one point years ago, there was a site out there where people could comment on um, nannies, and it was kind of a blog, and everyone could read it. And it became this kind of voyeuristic thing that you know people were talking about other people's nannies, and and that's not the, the purpose here. The purpose here is really to be constructive. So in this case, parents get messages as to, you know, I saw your nanny, you know, whatever the example could be, you know, um, your child didn't want to cross the street and and your nanny was yanking the kid by the arm and he was crying. I thought you should know. Uh, The person who's reporting 
has the right to remain anonymous to the person they're reporting to, but in order to make a report, they can't be anonymous. They have to give to the manager of the site, they give their name, their phone number, their email address, but ultimately that information does not get passed on to the person receiving the report. And the reason the system works so well is because um, th- there doesn't have to be any middleman. The, the site is automatic. So when someone makes the report, even if it's at 3 in the morning, automatically it's the email is sent to that parent so you don't have to wait for someone to wake up in the morning and get the message. Wow. So, Jill, tell us something. How do you have time to do all of this? And now you had your third baby, little baby <laughs> Emma. I, I can't even imagine, like, would you even consider possibly taking on a partner or something for How's My Nanny? So, you know, the way it works is when I, whenever I do any of these businesses, they kind of just happen. <laughs> I never really right. planned on starting a business. I just saw this need. I found a way to, you know, to fix the problem. And what I did was I, I went about fixing the problem. I ordered the license plate. I had a site created. Did not really make that much of a business plan. I just kind of thought, like, oh, let me just see if, if this will work. And, you know, kept it kind of like, you know, I didn't spend any money on marketing, nothing. I just sent out a few emails to people saying, you know, in a couple of months, I'm going to be coming out with um, a a service that's um, in the child safety arena. Um, When I have a press release ready, who should I send it to? And I started sending out that three, you know, a three-sentence email to a bunch of different you know, sources and um, or reporters. And before the site was even finished, I got emails back saying, you know, I'd like to interview you now. One person wanted me on the radio. And I was, you know, eight months pregnant at the time and thought, I don't, you know, how am I going to do this? I, you know, I can't be, I, certainly I couldn't do anything on the radio when the site wasn't finished yet. P.S. When I was, um, Nine months pregnant, I was about to have the baby. I decided, you know what, the whole thing's going to have to wait. I'm going to have to finish the the site and everything after I have the baby. So I have the baby, and I think think my daughter was five days old when I met someone. Talk about networking. I was in Whole Foods. And I was um, I was just walking in Whole Foods with my um, my five day old baby and my husband, and we were picking up some orange juice and a couple of things. And I told my husband, "Could you just put the orange juice in the bottom of the stroller?" Well, someone came up to us and said, um, I think he, she came up to my husband first and said, and my husband said, oh, go talk to the boss. Go talk to me. And she came up to me and she said, do you know that there's a hurricane, um, as a result of the hurricane in Florida, the price of orange juice is going up. Is that going to deter you from buying orange juice? And I said, hmm. no, because I'm nursing and I, I need to still get the nutrients. She said, can I put that quote in the paper I write for the Daily News on the health reporter for the Daily News? Oh, how cool is that? So I said, well, do you write anything besides, you know, write about anything besides orange juice? And she said, yes. And I told her about how's my nanny, this thing that I was going to be doing soon. At the end of the story is she called me the next day, the Daily News reporter, and said, we want to put an article in the paper about it on Thursday. And I said, well, you can't. The site isn't finished. Well, you know, you better hurry up because it's going to be in the paper. <laughs> and next thing you know, I have a full page with a photo and everything and an article about this website with mock-up license plates because we hadn't even received the license plates in the mail yet. And then once it was in the paper with this huge picture, then Good Morning America started calling and all the shows started calling. And then next thing you know, this business that I really wasn't even planning on doing was taking off and everyone across the country and the world, you know, CNN International and, you know, Fox News and everyone was talking about it. So, you know, here's, you know, me with this 12-year-old baby at the point, you know, trying to keep up. Yeah, I I think that's 
That's amazing, Jill, but it's just, it's so hard. I think one of the hardest things when you invent or come up with a new product is getting the word out there, and it seems like it was almost a natural to you right in the beginning. Like, lots of people spend years trying to get the publicity that you had gotten, and I think you did an amazing job with that. So, I know, Jill, plenty of times we've spoken, and we're both such believers of how Harrow. Um, what, do, what do you think about Harrow? I mean, I'm not sure if my listeners know that you were actually that gorgeous model on um, Channel 4 CBS News just, um, when was that? Just a week ago, right? Yeah, I think it was last Monday I, I got the makeover and Tuesday it aired. So, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in Haro that, you know, they put something out there saying, you know, we're looking for someone to do a makeover. And I'm, I'm not sure if they were looking for a mom or if I just said I was a mom, a, a new mom. Um, but Haro is a great way to really, um, both if you're writing an article and need sources or if you want to respond to someone and you have information, Haro is, is always, you know, you have to stay on top of it because you get some great, some great hits there. Yeah, it's amazing. I love Haro also. It's just, it tends to be a little time consuming only because if I'm going to respond, I really put my heart and soul into it. And it's amazing because my response rate is so, so high. But the thing is, you just have to keep it very, very focused and answer the questions um you know, that they're looking for as far as their queries go. Right, right. So, and Haro, of course, is help a reporter out, you know, helpareporter.com, and it's a great way to, you know, to get your name out there, especially with something like, you know, um, talking about child sex abuse. People are often, you know, posting things about that, and I can respond to that. So depending on what area you specialize in, it could be something that's very helpful. Yeah, and Jill, I mean, I respect Peter Shankman so much. I think he's done an incredible job. And what a story he has behind that business. You know, he had said so many times he had a lot of friends who were reporters, and they would always ask him, so Peter, do you know anybody who is a specialist in this area or no social media or whatever? And Peter would always hook up, you know, the expert with the um, reporter. And that's how he came up with the idea, and I thought, wow, how great is that? So, right. Sometimes businesses are right before your eyes, and you don't realize that, that what you're doing is actually a business, just like with the poems. You know, I'm, people are giving me information, and I'm putting a poem together for them. That became a business. So you just, you know, you have to look at what you're doing and say, is there a business in here somewhere? But in answer to your question, do I sometimes feel like I need help doing it all? You know, because How's My Natty kind of tends to run itself, and, you know, the poem lady, you know, is really just something to do on my downtime. And when I'm riding the subway and I kind of do it in between, you know, in between the raindrops, so to speak, it's really marketing for My Body Belongs to Me that takes up the, um, the, the lion's share of my time. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear how you do that, Jill, because I know you do have a distributor. What made you decide to go with a distributor? Well, uh, it's a lot of paperwork to get a book into the library and to bookstores. And I felt, especially since I was working full-time as a prosecutor, for me to have to first start to do that paperwork and, and do the outreach, it'd be, I'd be better off having someone else do that for me. So I looked into how to get a distributor, and so they at least take care of that portion. So it takes, you know, 50% of the work off my plate. 
Yeah, I think that is so smart. The one thing about the distributors is that they already have the established relationships with this huge, huge network of stores, and they have the connections with the libraries and all of that. So I think it's good to um, capitalize on the fact that you spend your time doing what you're really good at and then let the distributors kind of get your book out there, which is great. Absolutely. And what you do so well, Jill, is, you know, I think you market yourself really, really incredibly well. And um, when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But um, I'd like to know more about, I know you do book signings every now and then, but um, I also know that you go to a lot of mommy clubs. So um, I'd like to talk about that. When we come back from the break, but um, all right, we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with Jill Starshevsky in just a few moments. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Season Me is on Toginet, a delightful, thoughtful, serious, and not-so-serious call-in show with Cecil Murphy and Twyla Belk. Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on Toginet.com. You know Cease is the veteran author from 90 Minutes in Heaven, Gifted Hands, When a Man You Loved Was Abused, and many other books, as well as a mentor for writers. And Twyla Belk is an effervescent force known as the Gotta Tell Somebody Gal. She's also a writer and motivational speaker who's always bragging on God. For more on Cecil Murphy, go to his website, Cecil Murphy, that's P-H-E-Y dot com. And for Twyla, GottaTellSomebody.com. The show, Season Me, is a far-reaching, faith-based, shared conversation and call-in show with questions welcome. A chance to get everything out in the open. From questions about writing, to surviving sexual abuse, to the topics of the day. All from a Christian worldview to help you. Season Me, Cecil Murphy, Twyla Belk. Tuesday evenings at 8, 7 central on Toginet.com. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism. The historical, how have the Amish survived for 400 years? How can we hold on to what we hold dear? And the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here. So we were just talking to Jill Starshevsky about um, the challenges that 
you know, a lot of people face when they come up with a new product, a new service. So how do we get our word out there to let people know that we exist? How do we get our products sold? So, um, Jill, we were just talking about, I know that a lot of times you attend as a speaker at some of the mom conferences in Manhattan, and um, you also do a lot of book signing. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Now, I'm in a kind of difficult position because since I am working full-time, you know, I can't go into a school during school hours and and network and and do conferences for children the way I'd like to because I'm I'm at my full-time job as a prosecutor. So what I try to do is, you know, find where can I fill in things either on the weekend or the evenings. And one of the things I've found, a way to at least market for for housemynanny.com, I'm sorry, for My Body Belongs to Me, is to... Um, you know, speak at these mommy groups, and I go, I speak to them about, um, you know, I give top ten tips on how to keep children safe, and when I talk about how to keep children safe, I, I also introduce them to the book, and at the end, there's book signings, and that's a great way for me to market the book. Yeah, I think that's great. It gets you to sell the books also, so at least the cash register is ringing a little. And um, the thing is, it's just word of mouth. A lot of times it's somebody buying the book for another, you know, friend or whatever. What I love to do, Jill, is when I, because I still have young kids also, I like to buy you know, the books, I know that I had given one of your books away as um, an add-on birthday gift to one of my friends, and she absolutely loved it. She thought it was incredible and um, just such an important thing. So, Wait, I, I find that the rewarding thing for me is that when I do these speaking events and I do the top 10 tips on how to keep your child safe, the majority of the people who are there, 40, 50, whatever, they end up buying the book. But, you know, when they walk out, even if they don't buy the book, they, you know, people come to me and they say, oh, thank you so much. I feel empowered by the information I receive from you because parents are scared. They know that there are these bad people out there and that sometimes the bad people are people that they know. And, you know, there's a statistic that, that I think it's 93% of all child sexual abuse happens at the hands of someone known to the child. So these are conversations oh. you need to have with your child, even if you never let your child, you know, with strangers or anywhere near strangers. These could be people who you who know. And so parents come up to me at the end and tell me how empowered they feel. And, and that's very rewarding because I feel like, you know, not only are they learning about the book, but they're learning substantive tips that can help keep their child safe. Yeah, I I think that that's great. And um, Jill, if we have time at the end of the show, maybe you'd like to share those top 10 tips to keeping kids safe. How's that? If we have time, I'd be happy to. Off the top of my head, I can probably give you the top three, but I I have to pull them up on my computer and make sure I'm (laughs) thorough with all of them. We'll see if we get to all of them. I I figured that. That's why I I said if we get time, but that's fine. So... um, All right, so Jill, those are your challenges as far as getting the word out about your book. Um, Tell us more about the accomplishments. Well, in terms of accomplishments for the book, recently we've been, you know, hitting our stride with, you know, trying to have the media find out about us. And and April being National Child Abuse Prevention Month, um, we have some big things coming up in April. But one of the big things that's happened in the recent past is um, I was interviewed uh, by Annie Plachette Murphy, who is the parenting correspondent for Good Morning America. She has her own uh, website, a parenting website, and she interviewed me um, about the book and about some of the 
tips on how to keep children safe. And it was a really nice, I think it was like an eight-and-a-half-minute interview, really substantive that aired on her website. And, you know, it, it was a really great way to um, convey some key points that I can now then attach when I'm sending someone an email and introducing myself. And, you know, I can I can now say, here and check out this clip. And they get kind of the top three points. And, and it's a really great way to, to spread the message. Yeah, I think that's so important. And, you know, Jill, a lot of times when we talk, we share business tips back and forth. I think one of the best business tips that you had shared with me was the Animoto, the video clips. And this kind of goes with what you had just said. I think video clips are so, so powerful because it says the message loud and clear. Sure, and they you, speak for you, and, and in some ways it's entertaining because people don't know what they're going to get. So rather than me typing everything out and who's got the time to read it and it seems kind of boring and dry, if you can just give a video clip and people see, oh, it's 30 seconds, I've got time for this, they'll watch it and they can get the same message. Yeah, I think that that's so important. And I don't know about you, Jill, but a lot of times, like, I think of the mogul mom, Heather um, Allard is her name. She does such an incredible job because I feel like I know her already. And it's only because so often, you know, I go in and I listen to, I watch her video clips. It's it's really a great way. And the other person is, um, oh gosh, the name is going to slip my mind, but um, it'll come back to me. But yeah, I do think that the video is a powerful tool. That's you, great, and you actually probably start to look forward to seeing those videos because it's, it's clear that they resonate with you, that you're learning something from them. So she's doing something right. Yeah, I think it's great. So, Jill, tell us a little bit of something. So it looks, I feel that we've touched on the marketing. I feel like we've touched on the sales by having your distributor, you know, out there. Tell us a little bit about social media. How are you doing with social media? You know, I am I am a fan of LinkedIn. Um, I'm 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 not so um, I'm not so prolific. You know, I, I'm not so what's the word uh, fluent. So, oh my gosh, there's a yeah. man outside cleaning his window, and he's standing on the ledge. It's very scary in New York City to see. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, you know, Twitter takes longer for me to understand, but I, I do think it is important to learn. I did an interview the other day for a podcast, one of these mommy interviews, um, and you know, I. I you know, I, I did the interview. It was a nice interview, and I recently went to Twitter to see, you know, where Safety Star is the name of my publishing company and uh, okay. Safety Star Media. And I, my, my Twitter name is um, at Safety Star. So I, I looked up at Safety Star to see where, you know, if it had been mentioned anywhere. And this mom that I did the, the blog interview for, uh, it was called Word of Mom was the name of her show. Well, she tweeted about, you know, the, the show that we did together. And then all of these other moms, it said Georgia moms, California moms, and, you know, it retweeted what she tweeted about at Safety Star. And so I kept scrolling down Florida moms. I mean, all these mom groups that follow <laughs> This one show that I did, you know, now know about the interview and, and all their, their followers know. So I do think that, that it's important to get to understand how to use Twitter. To me, LinkedIn is just absolutely amazing. I've told you in the past uh-huh. that I've put out a question for LinkedIn, you know, how do you do this? Or I created a video, you know, let me know what you think. I have gotten hundreds of responses that are substantive responses. I mean, some of these total strangers take, uh-huh. you know, what must be 25 minutes to respond to me and, and, and give me information. And, you know, I'm, I'm so appreciative and I try to return the favor. But LinkedIn to me is, is an incredibly powerful tool. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on the LinkedIn. Social media, it could be a little overwhelming, but slowly but surely, I'm trying to unravel it myself. And Jill, the thing is, once we realize the magnitude, like you said, just imagine how many moms now know about Safety Star, about your book, because of that one tweet that that woman did. And Absolutely. it's almost it's almost like that, um, that the game when we were young. Or... Or the the game when we were younger, telephone, you know, have one person tells one person and it just keeps going on. The beauty of it is that the story doesn't change, thank right. goodness, but it spreads like wildfire. So I think I think it's great. I think it was the Breck commercial where, you know, one person told someone, then they told two people, then they told two people, and that's how it kind of grows. And it really is an incredible thing. But, again, it takes a while to learn how to use it um, the right way, and and I'm not there yet, so I still need to work on that as far as uh, Twitter goes. Yeah, well, Jill, you've got your hands full, so uh, it's amazing. But um, I'll tell you, I've had some incredible guests on Paying It Forward recently, who um, Greg Panos, who was amazing as far as social media and some tips that they have. So um, I know a lot of my listeners have gotten a lot of good, good advice from there. So um Another thing I need to get into, and, and you know, it's, it's important, but it's also time-consuming, is blogging. You know, for for the poem lady, um, what I have decided to do is to start a blog, um, and I haven't even come up with a name for it, so if anyone has any suggestions for names for my blog, feel free to <laughs> let me know. But essentially, the idea is, I, I always get people um, contacting me saying, I'm having a, bar, you know, my son or my daughter's having a bar mitzvah, and I have this one poem I'm stuck on. You know, I'm doing them all by myself, but there's this one guest that I want to invite and want to but I don't really know what to say. I don't know much about them. You know, can you help me? Or there are these two I'm stuck on or whatever it is. So I figured, you know, these aren't people who are necessarily going to need my services for all the poems, but they want my help for this one. I thought if I started a blog, I could have people write in with the poems that they're stumped on and post the information, and I would post the response. Once a day, I would pick one of the people who write in. And so that's, you know, because blogging really is a way to get out there and and to get a following. But, you know, again, it is time-consuming, but that's on my list of things to do yeah that that sounds really really good jill because um it's just it is time consuming but what i've learned from my guests is that if you can dedicate even just one hour a day and cap it at one hour a day and do your blogging your twitter your linkedin all of your social media that is probably an incredible use of your time The problem with blogging in my mind and social media is a lot of times it's just the one thing about Twitter, well, even LinkedIn, is that you can actually see the reward of your efforts. So the more time you put into it, you can actually see how your followers, your following base starts to creep up. So I think that's great, but... um, Sometimes it could feel like lost time because you just have no idea how many people are really reading your stuff. But it's amazing when people start to respond. Like you said that one time you sent out that question. What was it, Jill? It was about the video that you had done, I think. And I was amazed at how many people really came out and um, responded to your video and gave you incredible advice on it. 
Right, constructive feedback, and it helped with networking. Well, now that you've done this, I know someone you can send it to, and I work for this company, and we may be able to help. And LinkedIn is really um, has been very helpful to me. Yeah, and it's amazing the quality of people on LinkedIn. So um, I, I'm having a lot of fun with social media, and I can't wait to see how it's really going to affect the bottom line because it truly does to so many businesses. Absolutely. But okay, with that, we're going to come back. Jill is going to share with us some of her um, great business tips that she will be paying it forward. Okay, thanks, everyone. We'll be back in just a, a few moments. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi right after these on toginet.com. The Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, is a show that passionately addresses the question, if the kingdom of heaven is not segregated, then why on earth is your local church? They call us Yes, increasingly, our diverse population and the diverse families it's producing is reshaping the face of the local church as people are beginning to recognize the power and beauty of walking, working, and worshiping God together with others of different backgrounds. How can your church overcome the obstacles, and why should you even try? Join a live chat with guests from around the country and the world to learn the effectiveness of churches in the 21st century beyond race and class distinction. This show has its pulse on what it will take for the church to find real reconciliation in our generation. So tune in for the Multi-Ethnic Church with Mark DeMoss, Thursday afternoons at 1, noon central, here on toginet.com. Get ready for the athlete within you with Mike Margolis on Toginet, Monday nights at 9, 8 central, 6 pacific. Do you know about the game within the game? You've heard about sports psychology, mental toughness, mental training, and preparation. Well, athletes from all over the country have been seeking out Mike Margolis for close to 35 years for his expertise in helping them live up to their potential. He's worked with athletes from professional football to elite level figure skating and every sport in between. They've all sought his counsel and unique teaching style to learn about the game within the game or what sports psychology and mental training can do to help them become the athlete they want to be. Mike works one-on-one with athletes. He trains them, puts on seminars, and conducts workshops for coaches, athletes, and businesses. For more on Mike, his book, and the show, check out his website, theathletewithinyou.com. Then, come join us as we discover The Athlete Within You with Mike Margolis. Monday nights at 9, 8 Central, 6 Pacific on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine, and we are on our last segment of Paying It Forward. We have Jill Staroshevsky with us today as our guest. And, Jill, I just want to give you um, a moment to tell my listeners how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions, if they want to purchase your book. Sure. Um, the website for the book is uh, www.mybodybelongstome.com, and there's a contact page there, but you can email me directly at info at 
mybodybelongstome.com. You can also go info at housemynanny.com. Um, and uh, the book is available on the website. It's also available on Amazon and in uh, actual brick-and-mortar bookstores. And if the, if the bookstores don't have it, um, go ahead and ask for it because they can order it. Um, the other thing is I always like to have people, encourage people to ask if their local library has a copy of My Body Belongs to Me. And if they don't, ask them to order it so that children in the community have access to it. Great. Okay, that's wonderful, Jill. So now we're going to wrap up our our show with um, three of your best business tips that you'd like to pay forward, Jill. Well, my first business tip is um, to show your passion, and and I say that because passion is contagious, and people want to ha- you know get involved, and they want to kind of catch on to some of that. So whatever it is you're doing, be passionate about it. You know, how's my nanny is has mar- kind of marketed itself, but it's always easier for me to market my body belongs to me because I'm so passionate about you know trying to prevent child sex abuse that I'll talk to anyone and their mother until I'm blue in the face about. Mm-hmm. You know the book and, and and these tips. Whereas how's my nanny, which is you know doing very well in 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 the sense that you know it's, we're developing the franchise in, in in France now and we have um, you know Canadian clients and stuff. But it's not something that's my passion, so it's not as easy for me to talk about it. So my first tip is to show your passion. Um, my second tip, uh, business tip, is to capitalize on the power of networking. And I know that's something that you always touch on. Oh, you know. Yeah. You go to these events and, and you really can t- be sitting next to someone who could be so helpful to you and not know it unless you're really kind of putting yourself out there. And at the same time, you could be able to benefit that person. And, and if they're not networking with you, you're both going to be at a loss. So, you know, capitalize on the power of networking and, and make it, part, you know, something that you do every day. Um, and my third tip is one that I'm not as good at, and I'm not sure <laughs> whether it's something that, that is one of your strengths I'm interested to hear, but that is, you know, to really you have to you have to have to not be afraid to follow up with people you know you can put an email out there or or make a phone call and and if you don't hear back from the person or there's no response to the email you know you have a tendency to let it go but people get busy it doesn't mean they're not interested you need to have a system whereby you know okay i didn't hear back from this person you know uh, yahoo has the red flags on the email i know different um systems have different ways to remind yourself but send yourself a reminder oh i sent an email on monday next monday i'm going to write a reminder that i need to follow up and say did you get my email or, or you know return the phone call type of thing because if you don't follow up you're missing out on so much yeah, I think you're so, so right about that, Jill, because um, especially if you're going to a trade show. I know, you know, selling gloves and going to trade shows is a vital part of my business. And it's so hard because you're meeting literally in two days, you can meet over 100 people. And it's hard to really remember each person and what you have to do and it's so critical to stay as organized as you possibly can to input information into any kind of database that you know you have to create a system that really works best with you i know i've spoken to a lot of people and some people just absolutely love excel they feel like it's one spreadsheet they can see everything right there in front of them they know every conversation they've had with each person and um that works, but it's a matter of just finding a system that works with you. But I think that's an incredible tip, Jill, is um, to make sure that you really do follow up with all of your leads. Right. No one likes to do it, but it has to be done. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, okay, we ran through those business tips, Jill. So I think since you are such an expert in this field, I'd love to try to touch on a few of um, the tips that you have for keeping our kids safe. Sure. I mean, especially since April, National Child Abuse Prevention Month, it's really a perfect time to talk about this. But there are three basic things that I tell parents and I tell educators and medical professionals when I speak to them of what we should be teaching our children. And the first one is, um, and, and we're talking about young kids ages three to eight. You know, this is a conversation to have when they're young. Just like you teach them head, shoulders, knees, and toes, the conversation should continue. And the tip is you need to teach children the proper names, the correct terminology for their private parts. And, you know, it's all cute that some kids call it a hoo-hoo or a cookie or, you know, they need to know the real names for their private parts because it could deter a disclosure. A five-year-old who tells her kindergarten teacher that the janitor licked my cookie, the, you know, teacher who's busy might just give the child another cookie, not realizing that was a disclosure. The child was telling the teacher she was sexually abused. So it's really important that they understand and they know the true names for their body parts. Also because if a, you know, an eight-year-old, you know, knows he calls it a hoo-hoo or a poo-poo and doesn't know the real word, he might be embarrassed to tell a teacher or tell someone that someone did something because they're embarrassed of the name that they call it. So my first tip is to teach your children the correct terminology for um, all their body parts. My second tip is there should be no secrets in the family, and that's something you need to teach your child. Um, many people think that if children aren't telling that they're being sexually abused, it's because they were threatened or the person said, I'm going to you know, hurt you or your mommy. Um, but in actuality, oftentimes, the reason children don't tell is the perpetrator says, this is our secret, and that's all it takes. So we need to teach kids we don't keep secrets, certainly not with adults. Um, and you know, even if a grandparent is saying, oh, you know, I'll get you an ice cream after dinner, but it'll be our secret, you need to say to the child, we don't do secrets in our family. We can tell each other everything, right? I think so that's, that's so, so important, Jill. I mean, I even do that with my eight-year-old now who, you know, goes on the bus and there's always older kids on the bus and he doesn't like to tell me everything that happens on the bus. And I always say, remember what mommy told you since you were two years old, there are no secrets in our house. So it seems to get tougher as they get older because they get a little more embarrassed They realize their bodies are changing, but I think that's even more, it makes it even more critical of a time to really talk about your book. Absolutely, absolutely. And if it's something that you started from a young age, they'll be less likely to be embarrassed because it's always something that's been spoken about. It's always something that they're told to feel comfortable about or made to feel comfortable about. And um, it's the kind of thing where you're laying a foundation, where you're teaching your children they can come to you about anything. And so... Mm -hmm. You know, the big thing is, you know, tell someone if you're being hurt, whether it's, you know, physically abused or sexually abused, tell someone. And that's a lesson that, you know, you're teaching your child, you can come to me about anything, whether it's about drugs or bullying or someone hurting you, you can come to me and I will love you, you tell me about anything. And that's an incredibly important lesson that the younger we teach our children, the more ingrained it becomes. Yeah, and Jill, as the parents are starting to think about what they're going to do with their kids getting ready for summer camp and everything, I just think, 
it's really an important time to to teach the kids. I just remember I was paranoid, especially with my oldest. Every single time I gave him a bath, I reiterated every single night. You know, nobody touches your private parts. You know, only, and I would say our doctor's name, only the doctor, only mommy and daddy, and that is it, nobody else, you know, and... um, it's super, super important, especially when the kids are in an environment that they're changing into swimsuits and things like that. So I think that's a great piece of advice, especially this time of the year. Right. And the third tip is um, to let your children decide for themselves how they want to express affection. And what that means is even if it's your favorite Aunt Joan or your favorite Uncle Steve, you can't say, okay, come on, kids, you have to hug or kiss them goodbye. Go give Aunt Joan a kiss. Even if you don't like it, they have to be able to know that they can express affection the way they want to because they need to learn to follow their own instincts. And if you're telling them you must do this, you have to do this, if a perpetrator then says those same words, they're more inclined to follow it because they've been told, oh, you have to do this. You must do this. So they need to be able to stand up for themselves and say, no, I don't want to hug that person. I don't want to kiss that person because that's what you want to eventually, you know, God forbid it happens, have them be able to do. Yeah, see, I think you're right about that, Jill, but maybe we can just come up with a quick little phrase that we can say to alleviate, you know, it's not an embarrassment, but um, an uncomfortable situation because I know that if my sister comes for a visit, she doesn't get to see my kids that often, and it kind of hurts my feelings that I want my kids to love their aunt. That's my sister, and I love her so much. But, you know, maybe there's a way that I could just ease it all up by just saying, you know what? My kids really love you. They talk about you all the time, but it doesn't mean they have to do all the hugging and the kissing. Maybe that's what we should... Right. Maybe, or you can you even know. ask them, you know, do you want to give aunt whatever a kiss goodbye? But let it be their decision. You know, don't just don't make them. Don't say go give. You know, that's the important thing is that you're not telling them. You're not giving them a, a command that it's coming from their decision. Because if they decide that Uncle Steve isn't someone they want to, to hug or kiss, then they won't. Yeah, I think that that's great. Well, Jill, we, we're just coming up to the to the end of our show here. Um, I think that you came up with some amazing um, tips, both business tips as well as, you know, how to keep our children safe. You being an expert um, as an assistant district attorney, I so appreciate your time for coming on pay on our show, Paying It Forward. And um, I just wanted to let my listeners know that next week's show is going to be with a woman named Shannon Wilburn, and she is an expert on franchises. She's an amazing woman. I actually met her at the Spark and Hustle conference in New York, and um, she grew her business, gosh, she's up to $15 million doing franchises. And what it is, and Jill, you could kind of relate to this, is it started out almost like a garage sale, but a huge, she does them in big auditoriums. And um, it's mostly for baby gear. So you know everybody who goes out and buys a, a stroller and all of the baby stuff, we pay so much money for it. But quite honestly, it's all about recycling. What do you do with that after you're done with it? And it's still in great shape. So that was her idea. She came up and it's a win-win situation for everybody because you make a few extra dollars because you're able to sell your equipment and the people purchasing it also, you know, get to buy real good quality stuff at half the 
half the price. So anyway, right. that's our tip. And um, Jill, I thank you so much for being um, on our show today. And I hope you'll be a guest real soon. So good luck to you with My Body Belongs to Me, your great book, The Poem Lady, and How's My Nanny. So thanks, Jill. Have a great day. Thanks, Josephine. You too. I'll see everyone next week on Paying It Forward. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi on Togginet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons,